Good morning. Welcome to today's devotion. Well, a, a few days ago, we ended sort of like on a cliffhanger. We, as we were talking about conforming and or being transformed by Christ, we ended with talking about freedom, the topic of freedom. And we discussed being free doesn't necessarily mean that we don't have boundaries. We discussed that freedom without any boundaries is actually chaos. So today, we're going to pick up where we left out, but today we're going to go more into that level of freedom. But specifically, we're going to talk about slavery, addiction, or as Christians would call it, strongholds. And we're going to discuss what freedom in Christ really means. So let's just welcome Jesus here and the Holy Spirit here as we begin to get into this this topic. Father, I'm asking you in the name of Jesus, I'm asking you to begin to show us exactly what we're supposed to learn. Teach us your way of doing things, understanding things, and living our lives in total freedom. We know that you've sent your son to die for all our sins and to set the captives free, but allow us to understand what that freedom really means and how to walk totally in victory in that. In Jesus' name, amen. First of all, I wanna begin by discussing two definitions and Allow me to go by what I looked up in understanding. The definition of addiction, it says that it's a compulsive psychological need or a use of a habit-forming substance categorized by the tolerance or well-defined symptoms just like withdrawals or compulsive behavior. Hmm. I want you to hold on to that that thinking. And then the topic, the meaning of slavery. Now we know that the it says that the practice or the condition of slavery is when a human being is being owned owned by another where a person rights are being deprived. So I need you to to think for this moment. So we talked about both of them, both of these addictions. But in Christian's view, we called it strongholds. Now I'm gonna I want to ask you a question because here's the question that I'm I'm gonna pose to you. Do you feel like 
you were enslaved or addicted to anything. Most of everyone would say, no, I'm not in slavery. Slavery has been gone. And most of us would say, no, I'm not on drugs. Or, no, there's nothing that I'm addicted to. And I I must admit that I thought that way myself. But let me pose something to you. Because based on our definition, it says that any compulsive behavior that we're sort of having withdrawals from doing. And then it says something that owns us, a person that we're being owned or our rights are being deprived. So here's, the, here's one, one of the things that I want to pose. Can you lay down social media? Are you in a relationship that you've been trying to get free from, but it seems to, no matter what happens, you keep going back and forth to that individual, even though that individual might be putting you down or they may not even be outright abusing you physically in some cases, but maybe you just know that they're pulling you down. What about, here's another one, what about debt? Are you being controlled? Are you thinking in terms of, I, I got to go to work because I got to pay these bills. So wouldn't you say that that debt is only you? Or what about if I told you to put your phone down for one day hmm. and you find yourself even before you leave that house, I got to go get my phone. Hmm. Isn't that compulsive behavior? Or you find yourself happen to go check what somebody said. Hmm. Or what if there's, do you find yourself at the, just every single day shopping or looking for something to buy, making purchases? And it's gotten so bad that you're out of control. Hmm. Or what about, here's a simple habit, such as smoking. You've been trying to put that stuff down and, or, or, but however, be, when somebody makes you mad or when you're having a bad day, you got to either smoke or you got to drink alcohol in order to calm yourself down. Because, you see, these things, anything that's controlling us or that we won't allow God to control us is really a stronghold, addiction, or slavery. That means that thing has us enslaved. So, I want you to listen to this first scripture. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3, it says that for although we live in the flesh, we do not wage war according to the flesh. Since the weapons of our warfare 
are not of flesh, but are powerful through God for the demolition of stronghold. What's a stronghold? A stronghold is a fortress. A fortress. It's a a barracks. It's something that nobody will get through. That's something that we can't break through. In other words, that's an addiction, something that has us so bound. So I, I, I just need us to understand because as Christians, we know that we pray the prayer of salvation and instantaneously we're saved. Our spirit is saved because there's three part of, parts of our body, uh, of, our, of us. It's our body, our mind, which is our, our spirit and our, our soul. So we know that the spirit man is changed instantaneous, instantly, but then our souls, which house our, our, our actions, our mind, those things are progressively being renewed. And that's where we were talking a couple of days ago by transforming our thinking and renewing our mind, that means that we're consistently, which in religious settings, we call that the sanctification process. That's a process in which our mind, I would like to call it like a washing machine, that we're constantly washing the dirt from our clothes, our, our dirty clothes. And there we steadily doing laundry because we, we all started out as all of us, not one of us, are clean. So therefore, we have to take it through, allow God to take us through this process while we're on earth so that our, our minds are changed and then our actions are changed. So what Paul is talking about in this scripture, what we have to do is take every single thought in captivity. But it first starts by us recognizing that we are enslaved. So Jesus had the same talk to our Pharisees. In John 8, he began to tell them, you are truly my disciples. If you remain faithful to my teachings, and this is, I'm starting at verse 31 and I'm going to verse 32. And he said, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. In other words, the truth taken captive about I'm addicted to the social media. I'm addicted to porn. I'm addicted to my sexual affairs. I'm addicted to these things. He says that everyone who sins is a slave of sin and a slave is not a permanent member of a family, but a son is a part of a family forever. So if the son sets you free, you are free. You are truly free. In other words, some virgin says you're free indeed, which means you are absolutely free. So, He's saying that, and, and then this argument ensued 
uh, with the Pharisees and they're saying, what are you talking about? We're not been uh, in slavery with nobody. Don't you realize we're descendants of Abraham? We're, we're free. But Jesus wasn't talking about this physical slavery. He was talking about their their behaviors, their actions, just like us. Our behaviors, our actions are controlling us. But even though that we receive the salvation, but we're led, being led by our flesh and we're being controlled by, by our mental thoughts, we're being led to do the things that we don't want to do because we haven't realized that we're truly free. I'm going to I'm going to be honest with you about me. You see as a Christian after being saved, I found myself in one relationship at at another. Yes, I I would say, "Oh no, I'm not going to be um I'm I'm going to save myself until marriage or I'm not going to have sex with anyone unless they're married to me. But then what I would do is, can I be honest with you? I would justify certain behaviors by what I was doing. You see, what I was doing was using this scripture right here in 1 Corinthians 6, this argument. You see, I was doing what Paul says not to do. He said that He said in verse 12, you say that I'm allowed to do anything, but not everything is good for you. See, I'm saying to myself, I'm free. Jesus has freed me. God has given me the grace. Only thing I have to do is confess my sins if I do wrong. But however, little did I not understand is that was a slave. I was being a slave to my own addictions and my own behavior because that thing had me bound. So what I would say is I'm going to stop doing it. But then I find myself over and over again going and with somebody or because of loneliness or because of something that happened, I find myself into a particular behavior pattern so I couldn't get free. You see, Paul said to them, he said, you said food is for the the stomach, for your body. And then he said that, but then what you guys are saying is uh, sex is given to me when I'm, I'm, I'm feeling this need for pleasure. Then you're using this excuse and say, hey, well, God knows my needs, so I'm going to go ahead and fulfill it. And then Paul says, he goes on, he says, don't you understand that Christ died for this very reason and was raised from the dead? And and because of that, don't you realize your bodies are actually a part of Christ and that your bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit? So let me put it to you. Meaning, no matter what excuse I can tell myself, if I'm consistently going down 
into a pattern of behavior consistently. And whenever I'm saying I can't, I'm going to do it, I'm in a wrong. What Christ wants us to know is you can't do it. So what you have to understand, it, it's in Christ that you can do all things. Let me show you this, this lovely scripture. You see, in Luke, when Jesus came, he came on the scene. And he said, the spirit of the Lord, at verse 18, is upon me. And he's anointed me to bring the good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim the captives will be released and that the blind will see and that the oppressed will be set free. And he said, this time the Lord's favor has come upon me. So in other words, he's saying today the scripture is fulfilled. So guess what? You no longer have to be down, be bound by anything. I don't have to be bound by my habits, my addiction, those the the debt, the that relationship. What I have to do is understanding that I am set free only in Christ. And I I know that what you're saying, you're saying, well, how can I do this? Talk to me. Um, make this real for me. Because I'm in this addicted behavior and I can't seem to stop all of these things. And it seemed like my best efforts are leading me right back into debt. No matter what I do, I, I keep, it's like somebody continually saying, I don't want to chew gum, but I find myself having that desire, that taste to do it. And I, I simply find myself going to purchase it and going to put in the next thing you know, I'm doing it. Well, the thing of it is, and, and you may say, well, I even tried just changing the flavor. And But you notice that it doesn't work even with you changing the flavor. The thing of it is, is I want to say it to you like this. What you're saying is the wrong way of saying it. And the way that you're thinking is the wrong way. Remember the scripture in Romans chapter 12. It says that don't copy. It says that don't copy the behavior and the customs of, this, of the world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. What does that really mean? It says, but let God. In other words, it's not your doing. It's Christ doing it to change your way of thinking. It says, then you will learn to know God's will for your life, his good and pleasing will. What does that mean? That means at the moment of your salvation, God exchanged your old behavior, your old clothes, got changed into new clothes, which means that as the enemy tries to get you, to stop you, and make you believe that you can't stop chewing, what you're supposed to do is take that cap, that thought captive. Remember the first scripture? What you want to do is use the word of God and says, 
I'm a new creation in, in, in Christ Jesus. So I no longer have to chew this gum. So because in Christ I'm free, he set me free. So now I am free. So let me begin to show you some scriptures that will help you out. Because in order for you to enjoy your freedom, you must understand that the freedom is not in what you're doing. It's not in what you're saying. It's not in reading a bunch of verses and memorizing. It's in you applying those verses to your life. So nothing wrong with reading and memorizing, but you need to know the reason behind it. In other words, you need to use those verses to fight off and take captive all those thoughts. The scripture says in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17, Now the Lord is a spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Meaning that you're truly free. And, and all who are unveiled face continually seen as a mirror in the glory of the Lord are progressively being changed into his image from one degree to the other. So what does that mean? That means the more and more as you pour detergent on the old behaviors and patterns of your mind, the more and more, and you take it through the washing machine of the Holy Spirit, the more and more your change. Now, where do you go from here? Well, here it is. True freedom relies in knowing that Christ set you free. True freedom goes in understanding that your freedom is only in Christ. All your, your behaviors, all the things that you could ever do is nothing. And it can't be done apart from Christ. It only is done through Christ. So that means that no matter how hard you try to do something, it will not be accomplished. But Jesus said this one scripture in John 10. He said, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I came that you have life and have it more abundantly. Which means that as the thief, as Satan comes in and tells you that you can't be free, you begin to apply the scriptures to that area of your life. Meaning you have to find a scripture. Remember that what Paul says, he says, everything is beneficial, but not everything, everything is permissible, uh, permissible, but not everything is beneficial. Meaning that there are some things I just can't do because it's going to lead me down a road as a believer. So although that I can be, I'm free to do it, doesn't mean that I do it. Although that the law has given us the right to bear, bear arms, that doesn't give me the right to go out and commit murder or shoot somebody. Because in my freedom in Christ, in that freedom, as we said in Galatians, that's the freedom that gives me the absolute 
control through the Holy Spirit to operate by the fruits of the Spirit. I'm going to close right there. And Lord willingly, we're going to discuss accessing that freedom. But today, I want to let you guys know that here at BTC, at Becoming Transformed by Christ Bible Fellowship, we're going to be open up our home starting Sunday from 10 to 12. If, if you're in um, the Northern Virginia area, this will include breakfast, worship, prayer, and the Word of God and understanding on how to apply and how to learn to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. Reach out to me if you're in that area and let me begin to uh, pray for you right now. Father, I want to thank you that every single stronghold, every single habit that addiction is being broken and it can only happen through you. It's not through our own strength. It's not through our own thinking. It's not in our own mindset. It's only done through you, Jesus. Now, we're asking as we learn to apply this word, help us through your spirit to completely be free. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we said that whom the Son sets free is free indeed. So that's understanding that our freedom is in Christ. If you want to learn more about being saved and being transformed, reach out to me because we know that that comes with accepting Christ in your heart. But we want to take it a, a step further. When we talk about salvation, we want you to have a firm foundation of what the word salvation really means. So I'm asking you, if you want to know more, to reach out to me. If you want to have a relationship with the Father, and if you want to truly be a disciple, and that is living a life where you can walk out freedom in every area of your life, reach out to me. All right. Have a wonderful day.